The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see what was going on with that. We're just trying to manage the game. You were part of well, the TV show that you kind of interjected there. Okay. Uh, what, what did you have to say to AJ and Jalen? I guess As the, the, the conversations we have on the field are going to be private, and the conversations we have in in, per, in, uh, in our locker room are going to be private. Uh, y- y'all don't need to know what was going on right there. We set the precedent for thing for how things are supposed to look, and that's the funny thing that makes me chuckle. Um, because we set the precedent for how things are supposed to look, and you see all these beautiful balls down the field and um, all these big-time plays, but we rushed for 255 yards. You know, it, it's, they didn't stop that. And that's a testament to the O-line, the way DeAndre uh, ran the ball and other guys when they ran the ball and they had their opportunities. But winning looks a ton of different ways, you know, and I say winning is the only thing that matters. Winning is truly the only thing that matters. We saw uh, AJ's frustration on the sideline, Jalen, knowing him as well as you do. What's what's sort of behind that? Yeah, I think um, everybody wants to make plays and everybody wants to contribute. Um, I have no worry about him, you know. And he's he's a he's a great player, great teammate, great friend, and um, we'll all do any, anything and everything with winning in mind. Happy Ladies First Friday. So many gems. Welcome, Tarika. Let's get into it because there's so much um, to talk about. But you know, I I wouldn't want to talk about it with anyone else besides you, Tarika Foster, Foster Bradsby. So thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Hi, Nat. No, I am actually the one that is honored because we are going to start off the show talking about your beloved Eagles. How lucky am I? (laughs) We are. And you know, okay, so first of all, I love Coach Nick basically saying, mind your business, right? And it's funny because he tried to do the like, oh, I didn't see that at first. And I guess he didn't realize it was called the cameras. But to me, I mean, look, media has to do their job. They're going to follow up, right? And so then they followed Mm -hmm. up and he's just like, look, that's none of your business, essentially. So I love that. Uh, But then I also loved everything that Jalen was saying as well, you know? Um, And look, the the this this um uh, exchange that happened that occurred between him and AJ like it's it's I feel like right now it's overshadowing the game so what I'm gonna do is not let that overshadow the game and let's talk about the game first because my Eagles are two and zero oh, and then we can we can get into that <laughs> a little bit later so my Eagles are two and zero oh, coming off of a short week okay coming off of them looking a little rusty um for game one you know and people were talking i feel like tarika that people jump they get excited at any chance to just pounce 
oh my God, Jalen Hurts, right? So they were a little rusty um, and it was like, okay, well, he just, he doesn't look like he normally looks. I'm like, well, neither did Joe Burrow, but we don't have to have like a whole, <laughs> I love Joe Burrow. So I'm saying that because he is beloved and my Jalen should be beloved. But yeah, it was all these like think pieces, you know, about the Eagles. And so I was happy to see them pull out the win. Um, I'm so happy that they decided to use their run game. And that's really what, what, what got it done for them. Yeah, like I am, so you know, I am married to an Eagles fan. So I hear more <laughs> Eagles conversation than I would like to. Um, with, with all that being said, though, a um, couple of things stood out to me in this matchup, right? So one, yes, the Jalen slander, and we're going to get on that in a second. But the Jalen yeah. slander... I need them to let that go for 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 numerous reasons. Um, but I think this is kind of what you get when you have teams, because this isn't just specific to the Eagles, but you have teams who choose um, to not really play their starters during the preseason for whatever reason that yeah. is. And I, you don't want people to get injured. You want, you know, you don't want to give too much away of your playbook. So you do have to worry about, how long is it going to take for teams to jail? They don't know which plays they like running yet. They're still trying to figure out who's going to work best in which position specifically, um, whether the run game is going to be their bread and butter, whether the passing game with someone like Jalen Hurts, you got RPOs. Like, I totally get it. And you kind of put yourself in harm's way in terms of the media being able to eat you up a little bit when it takes you time to jail the first couple of weeks of the season because they're expecting you to come out firing on all cylinders like we are four months into the season already and that's just not the case. Right. With this Eagles team, though, I feel like in specific to Jalen Hurts, people are already and have for two years now just been expecting him to fail. And so when you have situations where, no, they don't have to play their best football, but they have figured out what works for them in a way to win, they don't like that. They don't like that, Nat. They just don't like that. Um, so I think that's the one thing that people are just going to have to get over themselves with when it comes to this Eagles team is that they're just not conventional. Jalen Hurts is just not a conventional quarterback and he doesn't have to play the conventional way in order to get wins. Um, the second thing that stood out to me, though, is absolutely the run game. Where was DeAndre? Where was Swift last week? That man touched the ball one time for three yards. Where no, were exactly. you this week? This week, 28 carries. 175 yards on the ground. My God, like what in the world? There was nothing that Minnesota could do to stop this man. Like there was no disguising the run game. There was no, it was, we're going to give Swift the ball. He's going to run the ball up the gut. I dare you to stop him. And there was just nothing that he could do about it. No, there wasn't. And, you know, I don't know if it was like trying to make a determination about DeAndre Swift, why he didn't really see that many touches, you know, because maybe it was like, okay, well, who's RB1, who's RB2? But then, you know, they had players out. And so he basically had the job for the night. I don't think going forward, 
we're going to be seeing too many games where he doesn't touch the ball, right? Because, I mean, we know that they can also win in a variety of ways. And Jalen said that at the beginning. You know, that's why I love because he's like, look, the most important thing is winning. Like, why are we questioning? Like, who cares if they got it done on the ground? And I love the point that he made. Like, it was like 250 plus rushing yards. Like, that's tremendous. It's incredible. So, like, why are we questioning that? Like, that that happened, that DeAndre Swift had that kind of game at home where he is from setting a mm-hmm. record a rec- his his a record for him in rushing yards it was great it was so fun to watch you know like it doesn't always have to be through the air it doesn't always have to be spectacular jalen plays although he was for him like sort of average and he still had a great night right and so you know he got what two touchdowns one um he had a passing and then he also had one that he ran in um he picked up some yards so I mean listen um loved it. I loved it I, love, I was enjoying I it. will say that I love what I do love most is that he's continuing to build on that connection between him and Devontae Smith right Devontae yeah. Smith is every every game he is turning more and more to me into the Deshaun, the new Deshaun Jackson of the Eagles, right? So he had oh a 54 yard reception. Not, and, and what I mean, but what I, I love, I'm a fan. I am a fan of Deshaun no, Jackson. I love Deshaun Jackson. Love and my favorite memory from him is um, running back on the Giants to get that touchdown. You got, you know what I'm talking about, but. Of course, of course, of course. Yes, the, the miracle the at the middle end. Of course, yes, the like kick he, return. He was I love also it. a lot. He was a lot, Tarika. He was a lot. <laughs> but this, this is, what I mean, what I mean by that though, is just that I think that when I think about Deshaun Jackson and how much he meant to the Eagles team, he was the one person that I say all the time is their deep threat. Like anytime you needed the ball 50, 60 yards down the field, you For could sure. absolutely before Deshaun Jackson and he would give you that. To me, that's what Devontae Smith is doing. 54-yard reception in the first half, 63-yard touchdown in the third quarter. I feel like the connection with Hurts and Smith in the long game is really their strength. So yeah, AJ Brown is the everyday, you know, everyday receiver, the, you know, the the wide receiver one, the one who really is going to move the chains for you. But I just think that that deep threat connection between Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, I love to see it. And it really gives me Deshaun Jackson vibes. Well, I mean, I guess it's just let's throw back and compare to old Eagles players because I saw people, I wasn't, but some people were comparing Swift to LaShawn McCoy. And I was just like, hmm, okay, let me think about this. I can see, but I want to do, I do want to give Minnesota some love though, because granted it was a loss, but it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was a blowout because at one point there was a 20 point lead. It was like 27, seven. And you know, you're like, Oh Lord, this is, this is about to be the end of it. But that would be because they fleeced us with that missed um, holding call. <laughs> I mean, with the fake holding call and the missed pass interference, but okay, go ahead. I'll let so you, I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to have your back on the fake holding call, but for personal reasons, because it really ruined my sports book, but that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, <laughs> But Justin Jefferson, yo, he is a star. And it's just, I mean, that's just the bottom line. Because last week, nine catches, 150 yards, they lost to Tampa. You know, last night, 11 catches, 159 yards. And it was a point in that fourth quarter where Kirk Cousins was moving the ball, where everybody in the building knew 
that Justin Jefferson was going to get. Everybody in the NFL knew it. Everybody in the link knew it. Everybody watching at home knew it. If you knew football, you knew Kirk Cousins was going to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. And guess what he did? Threw the ball to Justin Jefferson. And guess what anybody could do about it? Nothing. No, they really, they really couldn't do anything. Um, and look, I mean, he what he like he he's breaking records still. He's like under twenty five to five thousand yards. Only person else with him is Randy Moss. You know, nice company to 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 be to be mentioned in. So look, I like I know it had to suck because I feel like a lot of the game is being blamed on the the touchback, and it's just like. Okay, first of all, I hate the well. If that didn't happen, okay, well, if our if our field goal kicker who can kick anything didn't miss, right? Like if those calls didn't go that way, like we can do this all night, you know. Like I don't want to hear that, but I feel like a lot of the game is like focused on that and not the plethora of turnovers that they had. And now this is like two weeks in a row, so um, and their O line could use a little work. So <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> exactly exactly so like y'all not gonna do this like trying to put an asterisk on my eagles win they won they handled business and you know i mean you know hopefully the vikings get it together but that's not my business my business is the philadelphia eagles and you know who else is my business jalen hurts okay and like listen i did not appreciate there was a tweet last night that had like it showed like that he had uh what five seven um five I can't five or seven interceptions all last year um but that he already had two this year and I was like very annoyed already in like two games because I was just like what, what why do we need to do this not after the night that Josh Allen had on Monday I'm like what are we what are we right now right and so and like, look, I mean, there there were definitely people criticizing Josh Allen, but I feel like it always happens differently than Jalen Hurts. It's like, it like after the performance, after the year he had, after having an MVP season, which he probably would have won had he not got hurt, after the Super Bowl performance that he had, where you had people, our own Michael Smith saying it should have been co-MVPs. Why are we still questioning Jalen Hurts? Like, why are we looking for a moment to criticize him. He is great. From my estimation, the second best quarterback in the NFL. I'll give you third if you want to put Joe Burrow ahead of him, but that's it. Like, the, like I'm not taking anyone else besides, I'm not taking anyone else besides Pat Mahomes over him, but like, if you tell me Joe Burrow, I won't fight with you. And so I don't understand like these criticisms when you got the guy in Buffalo doing all kinds of crazy nonsense and ever won an overtime game turning the ball over like I don't know like he like but like just just it's just craziness that's happening with him and yet the focus is on Jalen Hurts so I need that to slow down and like for Josh Allen like I don't want to like go in so hard like I get it he has an arm he does he does but like the other stuff is unacceptable and it's like like how many passes are we going to give him Dak Prescott doesn't get those kinds of passes like I just I just don't know how much grace can you keep giving Josh Allen? And you know what? When he's just like, this is on me. Yeah, it is. Like, we know. Like, his accountability, there becomes a point in time where accountability doesn't mean anything to me when you keep doing the same thing, right? So I don't care that you keep coming and taking ownership for the loss and saying same, you know, shit. Well, stop it. Stop doing it. <laughs> That's what hey. I think. 
Stop it. So I remember the tweet that you're talking about, and I think it was like he had two interceptions in seven games last year. There you where go. I've messed up all the numbers. The first two. Yes. And <laughs> it bugged my soul to see that because I didn't see that tweet on last week from Josh Allen. And I am just, I will admit, I am one who was also fooled by Josh Allen. I got sucked into the amazing uh, AFC divisional matchup between him and Patrick Mahomes. I I had his back. I was like, oh my God, if only he'd just been able to get the ball back. It was on the defense. It wasn't on Josh. What in the world? Like I was that person. I was holding it down. I, I wasn't a fan of Josh Allen, but I was like, man, he's really good. He can get it done. And someone kept with in my ear, but Tarika, he costs more games than he wins. Pay attention in the clutch. Pay attention yes. in the clutch. And yes. I just kept saying, well, you guys are delusional. This can't be correct. Not Josh Allen. And then 2022 happened. And then Brian Dable decided that he wanted to be a head coach. So he's no longer the offensive coordinator for the Bills. And lo and behold, the exposition of how horrible he really is started to come to light. Josh Allen is in everybody's top five as quarterback, top three, top four. We've put him over Jalen Hurts how many times? And we just cannot continue to do that anymore because he's not. In 20 games, this man has thrown 23 interceptions and has had 18 fumbles. That's and being drafted point, the most in the league. Since being drafted the most is, in the league. This no, is like this, this, is, cla- I'm, this I'm, is classic Eli Manning. This is classic Eli Manning. <laughs> I see Eli Manning in this man's future. That's what I saying. And I and it, Really, Eli, I got two Super Bowls up the deal. You feel me? Like, come on, Josh. So, Josh, we we cannot still think at this point that Josh Allen is one of the most elite quarterbacks in this league. We have got to put him in the tier two category until he shows us otherwise. But I cannot do it anymore. We cannot continue to allow this. Y'all got to get off Jalen Hurts. There is nothing else that that man can show y'all to prove that he is a top three quarterback in this league. There is no excuse for Josh Allen anymore so that's that's where I am on that he just he had me fooled too sis but it's good it's cool it's cool like we live and we learn you know my mama used to say when you know better you do better so (laughs) there it is agreed agreed and you know look all like I mean for Eagles fans overall last night was a good night but for Minnesota Vikings fans it was not and that led to some of them getting a little inappropriate in um, the DMs of Alexander Madison. And so I didn't want to um, display what was said to him because it is just so out of reach. But he was called the N-word. He was called a coon. Stereotypes about guns. And if you can hold on to those. I mean, it was just like, okay, first of all, y'all are out of pocket anyway, the way that y'all think that you can talk to these athletes and these players, whether it's to them, whether it's about them on social. And look, there have been athletes, okay? I'm going to say who have like responded to my tweets. (laughs) And it'd be off of simple stuff like, oh, come on, he just got his behind beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't even be anything that that crazy. But you are DMing, you are like calling them names. 
y'all are getting personal and this is just racism and I, I hate these headlines that are like racially charged or offensive no it is racist okay and so the minnesota vikings issued a statement um addison said it's unacceptable and it is unacceptable and it's just you know it's it's just not needed you know and it's unfortunate mm -hmm. because it just tells a story that Tarika, i don't think you're surprised by this i'm not surprised by the, what you say it goes down in the dms i'm not surprised and yet i feel like there are people who think we've made so much progress i'm not surprised at this nap for a couple reasons the first one is because it's minnesota and i know that that may come across to some people as like oh what do you know i i need you to think about the racial history just over the last 10 years in the state of minnesota this is the same place where um Philando Castile was murdered on Facebook Live. This is the same place where we had security officers walk out of a Lynx game because they were protesting um, violence and they were protesting the way that the police handled um, African-Americans in that state. This is the same place that, dare I say, George Floyd lost his life for nine minutes. Yeah. Like this, this is Minnesota. So to act like this would be a surprise, it's not. This just two weeks ago, we had a similar situation of fans heckling Satu Sabli playing the links in the WNBA. Um, because yeah. and when she when she fell and almost hurt her ankle, the fans laughed. They thought it was funny. They thought it was they they yeah. thought it was okay. They started clapping. This is Minnesota, and it's sad that it reflects that way on other fans. It reflects that way on people who would not act like that. It, would re it reflects that way um, on folks who have no intent on being even associated with racial or uh, with racist behavior. But I'm not surprised that this type of stuff keeps happening from people in the state of Minnesota. So don't come for us like we're wrong. Come for the people who are making y'all look bad. Tell and the people the way, who are making y'all look bad to cut their foolishness out. So I'm I'm I, I'm so sorry that that had to happen to Addison. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 really terrible um, that you have people who can't really decipher a game from from real life human being and just pure empathy. But girl, I'm not surprised. This is how people in Minnesota get down. Right. And this is why I say, like, people can cheer for you and they can still be racist. And while I'm not for all the performative gestures, you know, but that is why end racism is in the end zone. So let, let's break here and come back because we have another really serious topic to talk about. Ladies First Fridays. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So the Houston Rockets' Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested earlier this week and charged with assault and strangulation in New York City for an attack on his girlfriend. And it's been kind of a big story, not kind of, a big story front and center of the NBA for the last several days, continuing to bring us to a discussion about domestic violence and and, and how it's handled uh, in, in sports leagues. So let's talk about it because... There were really serious allegations and, um, you know, it's unfortunate. One of the things that I thought was really unfortunate in this particular matter is one, traditionally in domestic violence cases or matters, the person who is abused, the victim is not typically identified, but because these are people who are famous, um, the victim is a, not an active, but a WNBA player. Um, people know who she is. And so that's Kaiser Gondrasak. And so her name already is out there. And, you know, she doesn't even get the opportunity to really kind of deal with this privately because her name is already published. So that's first of all. I want people to understand the gravity of the uh, allegations, strangulation, assault. Uh, Based on the reports, she the attack started while she was in her sleep. Okay. She was punched multiple times in her face, had an awful bruise cut above her eyebrow, allegedly. She was bloodied. She was strangled. Uh, she had to run out of the hotel room. She had to run out of the hotel room and hotel employees found her and they're the ones that called um, the police. And and that's how she ended up going to the hospital. Uh, So he was arrested. Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested. And also one of the things when when, uh, charging him and coming up with what his bail would be, the, the, the the assistant district attorney took into account that he has some history of violence against her. Apparently in the past, He's crashed his car into hers. So I just want people to understand some of the things that are alleged. There is a police report. There is a medical report. Um, And in fact, her sister got on Instagram to call out Kevin Porter Jr. So I just kind of want to set the scene for what this is, because I'm going to tell you, this is not one of those cases where I'm really going to do the alleged and if true. All right. I want to talk about the seriousness of this. And, you know, how the NBA and other leagues need to start handling matters like this. So, Chris Williamson, thank you for joining us um, to talk about this with me and Tarika. It's a really serious issue. Um, And I know for me, I feel like when it comes to stuff like this, women are always talking about it. We're always voicing our opinions. We're always speaking out. And sometimes we feel a little disheartened. Um, that our male counterparts aren't always as loud. Um, But you've been talking about this 
Um, you've always, from everything that I've seen, been an ally of women. And so I would like to know your initial thoughts when you first heard this story and how do you think the league should handle this? Yeah, so number one, I was disgusted and horrified by the the allegations and what Kevin Porter Jr. did to Kaiser Gondrzak because what type of coward chokes their girlfriend, blooding and reportedly has a broken vertebrae, right, in her neck because she locked you out of the hotel. It's just sickening to me, and I get so riled up because I understand, you know, how disrespected and mistreated Black women have, you know, had to deal with or have been in the society for centuries, you know, let alone women, but particularly Black women. And it just speaks to the culture of misogyny and sexism that we have, not only in sports where it's rampant, but also in general, right? Sports are a microcosm of society. Uh, so, yeah, it's completely heartless what he did, what he's alleged to do, all that. And he should never play another game in the NBA. And then as far as the league investigation, what they should do, okay, yeah, the the logical or strategic thing is to, you know, have your own investigation and then wait until the trial, you know, is finished or whatever. But there's, there's information out there already um, that should let you know, okay, Something clearly awful happened where he could have killed her. Yes. There's no reason for me to delay the inevitable, which is cut him from the NBA and that's it. Because I know the Rockets cannot do that for the CBA right now, but the NBA has the power to do so. And it, it also tells me, like, are y'all really serious about domestic violence in terms of, you know, having a hardcore policy against it or zero tolerance policy? Uh, but yeah, I boils my blood so much because people do not use their words to express their disappointment or their frustration with a partner. It's got to use the hands. And it's, yeah. Sharika? Um, there is so much to unpack here from so many different levels. Um, number one, I am appalled at the nerve of of Kevin Porter Jr. Um, he's a coward without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but the audacity to feel like the way that you can handle whatever anger that you may have had by physically putting your hands on somebody, the audacity of you, right? So, so there's that. Um, and I'm not going to use the words allegedly um, because I read an article yesterday from Baller Alert that um, apparently her representation said um, that she didn't physically say that specific things happened and that she didn't grant the release of her medical records. Um, so things that are being said um, are coming from parties who may have had information, but it didn't come directly from her, right? And I read that as, you're not saying that it didn't happen. You're saying you just didn't say it. Cool. Right. We can play the politics. Cool. I understand yeah. the legal semantics. You don't want to screw up any, you know, prosecutorial um, events or, 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 or evidence or things that could be stacked against a case if that's the route you choose to take. So I get the semantics and all of the legal jargon that goes along with it. But let's call a spade a spade. Even the thought 
that someone could say that this happened. It didn't come from anywhere. Didn't come from out the clear blue, right? You don't just randomly wake up one day and say, hey, Chris Williamson, we're going to say that, that, that you're an abuser. No, it comes from something, comes from somewhere, right? So the nerve and audacity of him is one thing. Secondly, the way that our culture has made this type of behavior okay is sickening. I am so sick of seeing tweets and messages and people who are, you know, suggesting that this could be made up, who are suggesting that Kevin Porter Jr. is not wrong, who's suggesting that he should still be in the league because he's beneficial to the Houston Rockets in whatever way. It's very similar to the conversation we were just having about racism in the in 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 Addison's DMs. It's where is the human empathy? Where does that come from, right? Like, how is that missed among so many different fans in this game that you'd rather care about your sports team than care about the fact that someone could have very well taken the life of this young woman? Where are the superficial, the superficiality coming from, from people who are continually saying, I can't believe he would hit her. She's so pretty. Right. What yeah. the hell does her look have to do with it anything? Is- it is so ridiculous. how pretty she is or she isn't. That's not the point. There are so many different layers. And I think the other thing that really bugs me is how the, the, the sports world have really given many mixed messages on how they take domestic violence. And that is what bugs me the most. I have to obviously bring up Ray Rice because he is someone to me who I think And this is my personal opinion, obviously. But he is someone who I think was genuinely contrite about what happened, how it happened, why it happened, and took steps more than just I'm giving you money, more than just I'm serving this suspension, but physically took the steps, joined the programs, um, started the foundations, um, took the time to to reach out to young men and boys, um, and came public with his wife, who was his fiance at the time when that incident happened. And he was someone who I look at as an example of how you can make a mistake, learn from it, and then literally try to do your best to correct it. Own it, take accountability, and do your best to correct it. Too often, we have seen owners, general managers, and people in the front offices who have not allowed these young men and women, because it happens in the women's game, to take accountability for these things. They figure the money will help them get out of it. How well they play will help them get out of it. If a person doesn't show up for court on a technicality, I'll get out of it, and everything is good. These leagues have to begin to make a statement. I've seen it with Dallas. I've seen it with the Dallas Cowboys organization where players have been accused of domestic violence and Jerry Jones will reach in his pocket and make something happen. And the next thing you know, they're back on the field. I've seen, like, we've seen it. I saw it happen with Greg, uh, what's his name? Greg Hardy, Greg, the, you know what I'm talking about? I think it's Greg Hardy. so, so 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 we physically have seen this happen before. Players cannot learn. They will not learn the seriousness of their action without the legal system doing their jobs and owners and and front offices holding them accountable for what they're doing. Until we see that, we're going to continue to see players get away with the crap that we're seeing them get away with right now. Oh, you preached the whole gospel and there's, there's just so much I want to respond to and say, but like one is, 
that whole she looks good, just men sort of basing their respect, how they treat women based on if they like them, their attractiveness, or like their proximity to them. It's like, if you're the mother, daughter, sister, like I can protect you. But if you're not, if you look good, if you like, this is crazy to me, you know, it, 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 it to me, you should just be against it. And this always wanting to know, well, what happened? What did the person do? There is nothing <laughs> that she could have done to deserve to have a broken bone in her vertebrae. Okay. And I tweeted this. I we don't know what would have happened if she didn't escape and run out that room and 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 the and wasn't found. We might be talking about a different thing and we might be talking about different charges, right? And so this has to be taken so very seriously. And when you talked about the humanity, like this is why I just am so frustrated by the Houston Rockets now at this point, trying to salvage this in some way to get something back by trying to trade him. No, you just have to eat that loss because first of all, there were questions around him to begin with yes. and you still traded for him. So you knew that that's why his contract right now is only guaranteed for one years, even though he is a he's talented and there's more years. The rest is all, you know, not guaranteed. That is what you considered when you did this so you eat the loss for this year because you took that and that's why you gave him that contract you did you know it's like we're like they want to salvage it they want to try to get like what is wrong and and, and you're talking about the, the houston rockets are not that this would change anything but the houston rockets aren't expected to be some competitive team this year this is about money and you're rich yep. this money is not hurting you you know and so there's just no humanity in that and it, and it and it frustrates me you know and then we can just look at miles bridges you're bringing up all these other cases and talking about the nfl look at miles bridges who is right in the nba okay um and he was suspended for <laughs> 30 games for 20 of which the nba already considered serve which is bizarre to me so really he's only going to come back this season and miss 10 games. And I just want to make clear that he beat up his partner pretty badly as well. Okay. Now she's removed the Instagram posts that she had about it, but it was detailed. There were pictures of her and it was awful. Um, but yet he was given a second chance. And I say shame on the NBA and shame on the Charlotte Hornets. I believe in contrition. I do, but I do not believe that you should get your job back in any sports league for violence like this against women. There are some things that you should not get the privilege of getting back when you commit this kind of action. Chris, I'm sorry. I know that I went on, but this is really no, topic. No. I'm passionate about it. No, that's why I let y'all have the floor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I never want to interject or step in. I feel like people's voices are not heard, but yeah, everything you said is straight up facts. Like, it's disgusting, you know, what the Hornets did, you know, what the league did in terms of the suspension. But I just want to go back to um, that thing about, yeah, when you look at how people bring up or men bring up, you know, I have a daughter, I have a wife. Who, if you didn't have a daughter, if you weren't, you know, married to your wife, like, would it matter? Like, it should, like you said, it should just be, you're against it, period. No man, no partner should be. Exactly. No partner should be putting their hands on their partner. 
period, point blank. It doesn't matter, you know, if you have a daughter, if your wife, like, it doesn't matter how attractive you are. Like, you can not be attracted to a whole bunch of people, but they still deserve the humanity, be treated like an individual who has some dignity and has some worth. And the whole privilege thing, yeah, I really, really do not like when you have sports leagues that give these people, give these players second chances because I feel like it only enables them. Like, that is a privilege. You have millions of people who want to be in your spot, and you decide to do some coward stuff, whether it's beating up your girlfriend, beating up your boyfriend, or whatever, and you think you're going to stay in the league? You think you're going to stay in the league? No. I, I That's not something that I would, you know, promote in terms of, yeah, we'll give you a second chance. Like, yeah, you're not going to be ostracized from society, but you don't have the right to play in the NBA or the WNBA and the NFL. That's gone. Okay? Yeah, we all make mistakes, but there are consequences. And we're hoping that those consequences are we're hoping those mistakes do not happen. And Tariq, you brought exactly. up a great point. Like Ray Rice, he did a phenomenal job in terms of showing contrition. And he did the work. Never played it down NFL again. But nope. he did reverse his course and reverse his actions in terms of how he goes about his life. And I'm proud or I'm glad that he did that. But no, nah, you don't need to be in the league anymore. Same. Right. It Same. doesn't have to be something Same. as egregious as this. Because I don't, I don't think he is going to return. But this is also because he's had a few chances. But it shouldn't take something like this. We know the NBA's record right now on this is not good. It's not. So we, we're going to see what they'll do. We're going to see what they'll do. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you for having honestly, me. Honestly, we could have talked about this the whole hour. I feel like it's <laughs> worthy of that kind of discussion. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Tarika, I am so excited. The WNBA playoffs are here. They have started. And the Connecticut Sun, the sun that you cover, uh, and the Las Vegas Aces, they protected home court on Wednesday. And you know what? Like, 
we should dig into those games a little bit, but there's not much to dig into, Tarika, because they both handle business dominantly. They were blowouts. <laughs> like they they showed why they are top teams in the league. Um, I expect them both to advance. And Chelsea Gray had herself a night. And Asia was, you know, doing her um, MVP uh, defense thing, DPOY. And Alyssa Thomas was doing her MVP thing. And her and Dewana Bonner were the players of the game. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what there's to talk about. But you tell me because you know the Connecticut Sun better than me. And you know this league better than me. What are your takeaways from those two games? Um, Complete and utter domination from the beginning to the end it's just nothing you can do when those trains first off when the engine gets revving it's a wrap the, all you you better just get out the way or you'll get ran over and that's exactly what was happening in that Connecticut Sun game um the Lynx just credit to them like all the credit to them for getting to this point in the season because they started the season 0-6 yeah, I don't think people saw that they would be a team that could be at this spot and and not only getting into the postseason, but getting into postseason and claiming a six seed. So that just shows one, Cheryl Reeve is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in this league. Two, Nafisa Collier is one of the best players to play in this league in her young career. And she still has so much time ahead of her. But they are still inexperienced and they are still finding trouble scoring. And that is a recipe for disaster when you are going up against one of the best defenses in the WNBA. So it was yes. difficult for them to score. Um, listen, I wasn't expecting Connecticut to shoot the lights out of the gym, though. They 16. 16 three-pointers and... Uh, Dewana Bonner, big shot Bonner. She had a 15-15 game. She had 15 boards, yes. 15 points, and six assists. She was close to getting a triple-double herself, right? So And also climbed up the all-time playoff scoring yes, leaderboard, number five now. And the only names above her, I mean, look, everyone on that list are legends, but come on, Dewana Bonner. I know. Dewana Bonner is a Hall of Famer just waiting. The moment that her career is done, she's first ballot without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, it was very, it was very one-sided, the matchup. And so heading west to Las Vegas, it didn't it didn't look much different, okay? Because the big four, um, and my girl Monica came up with this great acronym calling them Jack. Uh so Jackie <laughs> Young, Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, and Kelsey Plum. Yes, <laughs> I love them. that. I loved it when she said, shout out to mine. She, she keep it like, she just comes up with a great acronym off the top with the colors. The coloring is what really did it. But it's, it's, they share the ball so incredibly well, which is something that good teams have to do. Um, you had four players that were in double figures. It was just, and it was great to see Candace Parker on the sideline offering her expertise, yeah. pretending to be, you know, she was in her, she was in yeah. coaches mode. You know, we're really not ready to see Coach Candace, not yet. But with all of that being said, um, I don't think we saw anything that we didn't expect to see. We knew it was going to be a struggle for Chicago to go up against that juggernaut in Las Vegas. We expect teams like Connecticut and Las Vegas to be able to hold home court. Um, and I think we expect come Sunday that they will be able to close the deal and move on to the semifinals. Agree. I do think the games might be a little more competitive, but I I expect I expect wins for both um the Aces and the Sunday and trying to like go anywhere else. So 
Um, listen, let, let's stay with your son for a little bit because soon we're going to learn who has actually won the MVP award. Um, you are a voter and we've talked about this constantly on the show. We know my pick is Asia. We know your pick is Alyssa Thomas. Both are worthy of it. And we know Brianna Stewart is out there. But I, what I want to actually talk to you about is how you make your determination of who you're going to pick. Because I think it's really important that uh, people understand this because they just get so mad and they think you're trying to hate. And there really isn't one right way to decide. I think we can all say that e any one of these three women could be the MVP. So what factors in for you, Tarika? Yeah, you know what, Nat? You're absolutely right. There is a matter of philosophy when it comes to the MVP that nobody wants to admit exists. But it does exist because you're going to vote for your MVP based on the things that are important to you. And so all season long, we've had these arguments and these debates about who could be MVP. And all of them are absolutely correct because all three of these women are worthy. Um, but it all depends on your philosophy. So just so fans understand, you have 24 market voters and a little over 35 national voters. So around 60 people who vote for these awards in total, give or take, you know, two or three people and um i vote based on the same criteria every year so nobody can say tarika you voted different this year than you voted last year because i voted for asia last year based on the same criteria how are you impacting your team what would your team look like if you were not on it so how are you impacting your team how are you a credit to the success of your team what does that team look like from a success standpoint if you didn't produce the way that you did? How are other teams accounting for you? When other teams get ready to face you, face off against you, how do they have to game plan against you? And I ask every coach, almost in every media availability before a game, how they have to prepare for whoever. This year, it was Alyssa Thomas. And every coach, no matter what their game plan was, had to say, outside of, their defense outside of blah, 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 blah. We have to figure out how to keep Alyssa Thomas from doing blank. And when you've got a player like her who touches the ball almost in every possession, whether that's to score, whether that's to pass, or whether that's to defensively um, grab a board or whatever, it's so hard to game plan against that. <laughs> and the one thing that I had to add this year that I hadn't really thought about before is how specific you have been to the history and the evolution of this sport. And this year, our candidates were doing historical things, but none, I believe, had done more than what Alyssa Thomas had done from a historical standpoint. Six triple-doubles on the season, nobody's ever done that. Right. 28 double-doubles in this season, nobody else has ever done that. Triple-double um, queen. Yeah, like, it's just, it was... It just kind of was what it was. So my process in terms of, you know, who I select and how I select is the same. This year, to me, it just fair to be Alyssa Thomas. Well, listen, I can't wait for the final results to come out. This was a very, very difficult MVP race, a difficult MIP race, which we're not even going to get into, but difficult MIP race. And it was a historic year. Like you said, so many things were happening. The WNBA continues to break records. And I just want to say to all the WNBA haters, because I'm always hearing, nobody watches the NBA. No one cares about it. Um, Excuse me, 373 million total view video views this uh -huh. year. 
okay? Uh, 1.5 million in attendance, okay? Plus, highest in 13 years, 505K average viewers across ABC, CBS, ESPN. It is viewership up in 21 years. 1 million new followers, okay? To the WNBA social accounts, all right? And then, of course, you have the app downloads, Three up 390%, League Pass up 257% subscriptions. So the math ain't mathing, okay? It's not mathing. And um, I think people do very much so care about the WNBA. So we're going to leave it at that. These playoffs are great, and you should check them out because they will not disappoint. We will be back for Ladies First Fridays to wrap up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Rika, can you please tell me why Jay Norvell fixed his face to say, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me in reference to Deion Sanders. So Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes heard that and they responded back in kind. Yes, sir. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Deion said about us. Talk to us. Once again, uh, talk to us. why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmasked around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They messed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they messed around and made it Sarika, they done messed around and made it personal. What are they poking the bear? Why? Why? Tarika, please tell me. She didn't know that I'm about to make that my theme for the rest of the year. Y'all didn't messed around and made it personal. That's about to be my sl- my slogan for the rest for the rest of the year. Why y'all messing with Prime? Now, why are y'all messing with Prime? Prime is out there minding his business, doing him, and they. Why are y'all messing with Prime? Now you gonna get, you gonna keep playing, you gonna mess around and get exactly what you asked for because Colorado State didn't have a chance before. They really don't have a chance now. It's gonna be nasty, and I cannot wait. I'm here for it. I am here for it, and I can't wait because y'all gonna stop playing with Prime. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend, Tarika. Thank you for joining me on Ladies First Fridays. Woo! Looking forward to the weekend. WNBA playoffs, Colorado battle. Oh, it's gonna be great, and of course, football, NFL. Take care, y'all. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.